Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's um, podcast for Life is Better with You in It, because life really is better with you in it. And on this podcast, we're going to bring in tons of people who are doing great things in the community and in the world. So maybe you're going to laugh, maybe you're going to cry, maybe you're going to learn something. We'll see. And this week's guest is Tony Gallardi. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. So uh, listeners, this is Tony and Tony is a program manager for PIN Ministry. PIN Ministry is a nonprofit organization out here in the Hampton Roads, specifically Virginia Beach area. And their focus is to help the homeless in the community by providing tons of different services. So Tony, can you intro yourself for our listeners and tell them a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like and about PIN? Sure. So Penn Ministry is a homeless outreach center. One of the things that we do is that we create a path for folks who are sleeping outside to get connected and get actually in their homelessness, which is the whole idea. Now, there's a lot of programs out there for shelters and other things in which we do a a temporary shelter, but really our focus is, is unsheltered homelessness. Um, creating, we have, we operate a day support center here where the homeless can come in, they can get showers, they can get clothing, they can get hygiene, they can do their laundry, they can get hot meals, get haircuts, um, all the essential needs for the day okay. that'll help them get through the day. Um, but we also offer, uh, uh, economic mobility case management models. We offer, you know, give people a way to actually move forward, get them connected, um, we have recovery services here, programs. We have a free medical clinic, mental health, um, and job training, work, workforce development. And that's um, that's really our focus here. Um, my role in all this is um, kind to taking the lead on some of these initiatives. And my, my background was uh, a business background. So I was always in small business. Uh, I'd been a volunteer for Penn Ministry for uh, seven years, I think, before I came uh, before I came on staff, uh, and a lot of what I had done in the past was transferable. So uh, I had hired a lot of people uh, over the years. Had a couple small businesses. Uh, tried to stay under twenty people, but uh, used to uh, used to working with folks. So that's sort of been uh, been my lead in to uh, to actually be employed in a nonprofit for the first time. I That's figured awesome. this is where the money was, so I might as well come here. Ha! Right. So uh, let's focus on this job piece of it and tell me about the program that you do. So the program that PIN supports is a program called Changemakers. So tell our listeners about Changemakers and maybe how it mm, targets ending homelessness in a different way. So our stereotypical homeless person, we figure an average age of about 48 years old. And uh, most people that are going to recognize a homeless person is going to be the guy on the side of the road. That's what we call flying a sign. He's panhandling at the corner. Um, Unfortunately, that's the face of homelessness is someone with mental health, uh, someone with addiction, someone that's not working or doesn't want to work. But the reality is, is that um, one in four may have not finished high school, but uh, half of them have at least a GED or a uh, high school diploma. And one in four have been to college. Uh, some have associates, bachelors, and even postgraduate degrees. So we are looking at a CrossFit of the, of the population. Now, if I look into a room and I just assume that all of them are, are drug addicts or mental health, uh, then I'm doing a disservice for uh, a good portion of them. 
So roughly about uh, 12 to 15% of our folks, and we're seeing, geez, we see over a thousand people a year, unique individuals a year uh, that come through our doors. And so if 15% of those are working, they're working either a part-time or a full-time job while they're sleeping outside. Most of the time, their employers don't know. Yeah. Um, but creating a pathway for them, if I have an electrician who is washing dishes or uh, a machinist that may be doing maintenance at a hotel, you know, those are all jobs and those are great, but they're typically going to be underemployed and it's not sustainable or stable because they're still sleeping outside at night. So what we've done, we've created a... a, a a pathway for people who are ready and able. Okay. Um, they're able to come in. They're able to apply for the job. They they go through an interview process uh, before they're selected. And we take a, a handful. We'll take six people each twice a year. We move them into housing. They have a place to stay. We give them everything they could possibly need and connect them. They go through a month of classes. Uh, and then they will get jobs, full-time jobs. And with that, they began saving their own money. So they will save 70% of their income while they're here, at least. And most will move out with $2,500 to $3,500 in cash. So they get a place of their own. Yeah. They're working and they do it on their own. I mean, well, with support. But the idea is that they get a chance to do this themselves. So this isn't necessarily a charity where all we're doing is creating a pathway for people to work. It seems like you're creating this type of foundation to give them access to these resources, but resources in a protected way that helps them know that, you know, say they do lose their job their their first couple of weeks in, they have some sort of cushion to rely back on to get them out of that path. And so I think you guys' approach to this is so unique because you're not just giving someone a job. It's very easy to get someone a job, right? Very easy to, you know, go work at a fast food restaurant or wash dishes, like you said, but it's harder to do all of the other pieces. So walk me through kind of what different pieces you include. I know, right? You guys always elicit my help for the resume piece and the interviewing mm -hmm. piece, but what other pieces do you include during this Changemakers program that makes it a, a whole person approach versus just here's a job and go make money? Right. So it has to be a holistic approach. I mean, yeah. we, we tend to look at people and say, you need this, and then we try to give it to them. But the problem is, is that we're not addressing the big picture. So holistically, we look at the whole person, just like you said. And so we, it, it's really focused more on the process. So just moving off the street, being able to sleep eight hours a night, having three meals a day does wonders. It, it creates a stability and a structure it helps them get reestablished. If you've been sleeping outside for, you know, three months or three years, uh, getting back to, it's like being on summer vacation as a kid and going back to high school, you know, those first couple of weeks are really hard. So yeah. we get them reacclimated that way, um, socially and, and even physically, uh, when they do physical, physical checkups, they do mental health checkups, they get connected to counseling, but the other parts of their life is, is, is really important. So, we look at a spiritual aspect. We give them, you know, an idea of uh, our perspective, our perspective on how the Bible or how God's, what does he say about work? So we'll give them that. But really it's focused on occupational skills. Uh, what's going to make them better in a job? How can they, you know, function better within their occupation or in that aspect? Uh, their personal life, budgeting, you know, finance and things like that. 
We'll work with those areas. Uh, communication skills. One of the things that we learned early on was, you know, it's not about uh, how how well that they uh, may speak or communicate, but how is other people hearing them? And we want people to 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 see that where when they're actually speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, when they're actually speaking, that how is the other person going to respond or hear them? Yeah. So we focus on all those aspects. Uh, during those classes. And then the idea is that it, they get a chance to reboot uh, by seeing a number of different areas in their life. Uh, and they may, they may learn one moment how to, uh, you know, teamwork, uh, stress in the workplace, um, how to, you know, the interviewing skills is, and what I found is that most people don't know these things. Uh, yeah. And it's not just homeless people. Uh, unfortunately, over, over, my previous career, I've hired a lot of people. I think I've actually had, uh, my wife and I looked back one time and I think we had 250 employees over 20 years, um, which means that was a lot of interviewing. Um, and I can tell you that most people really don't know the basics. So I, I applaud what you do, Jen. This is, uh, you know, because it's really teaching people and working with people on, in an area and bringing in a consultant of any kind for any business brings you an expert in uh, of what people really can do and how they can succeed even more. Uh, and it just kind of gives them a behind the scenes uh, view of it. Yeah. I will thank you for the compliments. That's wonderful. Um, I will send you your fee later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with pin ministry, I think it's awesome that you all take this holistic approach. You focus on these other parts and even those social cues of just interacting with others, because if they have been homeless for a few years, they may miss some of the social cues. And I feel like you guys take a, a really good approach to looking at the whole person. Um, so have you found success in taking care of people in a holistic way versus trying to piecemeal, you know, and okay, we want to do this and this is how we want to help this person. Well, this person may need extra resources or extra access before we can help them get to the job piece. Have you found success? Oh, we have, we've seen a lot of success. I mean, and from a, a personal perspective, there, there's never enough. I mean, well, there's always something we could do more. Yeah. Um, but about 92%, 93% actually graduate the, uh, the, the curriculum um, roughly 78% or so will get full-time jobs. Right. Uh, and actually, and almost all of them, two out of three will be there for, for 90 days or more. Uh, you know, we, and we've tracked it after that, but we'll go up to 90 days to see how long. And, and that's usually uh, some standards that we can compare with, uh, some one-stop shops or some government programs and some other, um, uh, other nonprofits that do other programs. And, and I can tell you, our numbers are really, really high. Um, the, uh, again, it's never enough, but I can 60%, I think it's, uh, roughly, uh, it was around 55, 56% have moved on to permanent housing. So in other words, they, they went through the program from being homeless for a period of time. Uh, they got reacclimated, they rebooted, restarted their life. They got jobs. They began working and actually living on a budget. Uh, while they're in our homes, they they moved down into a permanent place. They got their own apartment, their own room, their own place uh, that they actually were able to pay a lease for. So we know it wasn't just something temporary. Yeah. So they moved into a permanent place. Uh, they got their driver's license back. You know everything that really goes into making up uh, you know a successful you know career. Because one of the things that we look at is that if 
you know, in a person's life, if there's one thing that is is going wrong, if you're having problems in your personal life, it's going to affect your work life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and vice versa. If you're having problems in your work life, it's going to affect your personal life. If you're having a substance abuse issue, if your your communication, all these things are going to be, you know, applicable to everything. And so the idea is to help them in all the areas of their life and then walk with them during that time. And that's really, really important. There's something really strong about that word with and walking with someone and helping navigate that. Even as like I've done the volunteering and you all go back and forth talking about helping people get their driver's license and get documentation so that they can get a job and they can get access to more resources. With is such a strong word that I think PIN um, does really well. So you know, listeners, I've kind of exposed you to my friend, Tony, because he does so much in this community for change makers and, you know, helping holistically to end homelessness, right? That's the goal. Um, so how, Tony, how could somebody help or in their community, how can they help with, you know, homelessness in their community or helping those who maybe have less access to resources? What do you think our listeners could do to impact their own community? That's so a loaded of, question. You know, I mean, <laughs> so from my perspective, my faith background, I mean, yeah. it. I believe that um, being a servant, being able to serve others is so vitally important. So no matter what faith you're in, that is so important in just about every, you know, every religion out there. We need to serve people. We need to love people. But mm -hmm. I also believe that we are supposed to serve in the capacity that God has given us. So if you're a business owner, you have skills that can teach people and work with people. And there's programs all over. Uh, if you are a doctor, if you're a nurse, uh, if you're a human uh, resource specialist, then all these things make a difference. And I believe that it's just really getting connected. So, which is actually harder than it seems. So really getting connected with an organization, um, but really you just have to get out there. Yeah. Uh, if you're working one-on-one -on -one with someone, the idea is that you're not giving them everything. You're just going to try to work with them to help them get it themselves. Um, what we found is that charity hurts people. Um, yeah. Doing too much can actually hurt people. Uh, you, When you create an environment where someone has to go, can I have another please, you know, can, you know, and if all you're really doing is feeding that baby bird and, and they're depending on you for everything, then you're not, you're doing a disservice. Yeah. So what we try to do is look for ways to, to connect where we're able to help people substantially. In other words, don't give them money, but maybe give them a bus pass or maybe give them something like that. If you want to work with someone individually, ask them what they need. Uh, if you see someone at the grocery store and you get in a relationship and you see John, every time you go to the grocery store, have a conversation with them. And maybe by your third or fourth conversation, you could ask them, what do you need? Uh, what's going to get, what's going to take to get you back or, you know, and then maybe figure out a way to actually break the barriers. One of the things that I've found is that people, it's almost impossible to get out of a hole by yourself. Yeah. Uh, without someone to have to, to give you a hand up. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge. And so when you're outside, everything is a barrier. You don't have a working phone. You don't have a computer. You're not uh, reliable. You're uh, there's something uh, uh, executive function in a, in a person's mind uh, will diminish with poverty. Uh, it's been it's been 
documented in studies that uh, you can lose 12 to 15 points of IQ just from being impoverished because you're waiting, you're trying to figure out how am I going to get through the month and we've all been there. How am I going to get the kids to school? How am I going to get the car fixed? How am I going to keep the lights on or get food on the table this month, let alone make rent at the end of the month? Yeah. That stresses people out. And there's something called scarcity that and even makes it even harder. Someone who is homeless, they can't focus on anything other than really, where am I going to sleep next without getting attacked, without getting hurt, without getting moved, um, getting something stolen? Where am I going to get my next meal? And all these things make it hard. Uh, so if you could picture, without going on a tangent, if you yeah. can picture, uh, if we tell the guy on the corner to uh, to just get a job or you should be working, uh, and anybody can get a job right now, it's just, um, it may not be the job you want, but it could be at a McDonald's or a hotel, or it could be, you know, uh, any kind of service industry. Yeah. But picture this, that... You start working, and number one, you're not sleeping at night because if you're in the woods, if you hear a raccoon walk by or the leaves ship, then you're scared. You wake up. If you're uh, if you're sleeping outside, as soon as you hear a noise, you wake up. So you don't really get that restorative sleep. So you're, you're tired. You're up till three, four, five o'clock in the morning because it's not safe. Yeah. Um, you can't take a shower. Uh, you're not getting a good meal and you're not going to make any of the places like a pen ministry or several other organizations that may have a soup kitchen or something like that because you're working. You can't make that. Yeah. You're going to start a job. Us, I can see you walking us yeah. down this hole of the, like, yeah. that they're con like, it's constantly digging and then how you need the help to kind of walk your way back out of the hole alone. And so for our listeners, I think, you know, you've gotten to see a little bit of the path already of how Tony's kind of walked us through like what this looks like. And so how do we get them back up, Tony? So it sounds like you've said we want to, you know, get connected somehow and we all have our own gifts. So what are the gifts that you have? And then maybe it's making the ask, right? Like, hey, how can I help? How can I be of service and leading with that heart? Um, do you think those are the things that will help someone get out of that path that you just started to kind of navigate I do. through? I do because it, it takes a, a lot of different gifts and it takes a lot of different avenues. And so mm -hmm. the idea though, is that number one, if you, if you want to get connected to an organization, you call the organization, you let them know what you're looking for. Okay. If, uh, if you just say you want to help that you may end up be sorting shoes or cleaning toys, or you might be doing something. If you tell them that you would like to work within a program, uh, it could be an educational program. Maybe you help someone get their GEDs or tutoring. If you're a teacher, if you're a business owner, or if you're in business, or if you're a manager of some type, you know, you can help a lot because a lot of what you're training your employees for, you can actually help others. And so there's, there's avenues within organizations out there. And if you just want to do one-on-one, -on -one, then it's all about having a relationship, making the connection with the one-on-one -on -one individual, start slow, don't expect a lot. Um, I always say if, if someone walked up to you in food line or Walmart and started asking you questions about your life and wanted to, you know, it's going to be pretty weird and you're going to say no way. Hard no. Right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so, I mean, the idea though is just start small. If you're going to do it individually, start small, build a relationship and a conversation, and then you can start actually working with somebody on a one-on-one -on -one basis, just like a coach or, you know, or a friend. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think relationships are so important at PIN, right? You've got all these things going on when someone walks into a change makers program, but simply you'll get more by just building a simple relationship. And I think that that's more powerful. And I think that's how God intended it anyway, right? Not walking up to a food line and be like, how can I save your day? It's like, yeah. how are you really? And then like, start there. Yeah. I mean, I had uh, someone tell me one time that uh, when he was he was getting a meal and he was very, very kind and nice to the, to the, the group that was there serving the meal. And I was sitting down eating with him. And, uh, he said that, uh, you know, and I asked, asked him about it and he said, oh yeah, they're really appreciative and they're glad they're here. And he, and he said, why wouldn't I, they're going to be gone in 30 minutes. And, and he was just being genuine in the, in the fact that they recognize that people are just going to show up and do something and then move on. Mm-hmm. It's the after effect. It's when, when people actually are going to come back the second time and have a conversation with you, then it's not just cursory. Uh, when you're in work or in church and someone comes up and says, how are you doing? I'm doing great (laughs) because you're not going to share all your personal information in life. And it's, Mm -hmm. they haven't earned that right. Um, and so I feel like we have to earn the right with, with individuals, especially people who have gone through trauma and life. Um, you know, these are things that we just need to get to know people and really starting with heart, um, just loving with people, loving, loving people and, and, and meeting them where they are is the biggest part that we can do. What a unique perspective you just shared with our listeners about what it might be like to be a volunteer and then impact someone who you're giving a meal to. That's that, that's probably going to sit with me later today um, because I think, you know, we want to help, right? I think sometimes when we go into those types of situations, we want to help, but then there's a difference between helping and then, you know, being fake about it and leaving in 30 minutes. I think people want to see what people will be invested in them and not just providing a meal, but providing that relationship and that community that they might be seeking. Well, you have to also keep in mind too that, you know, when we assume that we're, we're looking at a homeless person, we, again, we can't assume that they're, they're uneducated or they're, you know, I had a meeting one time where uh, city's economic development and they were trying to figure out a work program and they sat around this big table saying, where are we going to find all these entry level jobs to put these people in? Um, but they don't understand that someone may be 48 years old and they were a master electrician for 22 25 years and then their alcohol probably fell you know fell apart their marriage fell apart or anything along those lines um so those are all those are all you know major issues we have to assume uh that these are educated people they have careers they have other avenues and so this is just a blip in life they may have been outside for six days or six months or six years but you know they've had 40 years on this planet uh, and 20 of them or 22 of them have been in a good career someplace that they may be, you know, we had a lawyer that was sleeping under the, the one of the churches up here that they're awning, you know, I mean, it's, it can happen to anybody. So we just mm-hmm. have to assume that they're not going to be uh, uneducated drug addicts or, you know, that's level. our perspective. Yeah. Our perspective has to change on who are, who the homeless are actually are. That's yeah. what we have to change. Uh, All right. Well, listeners, you've got some things to mull over today, and I want you to think about how we define homelessness, what we think that looks like, 
and how we can be of service in our own community by using our gifts, making the ask, maybe making a specific ask because you may be underutilizing what your skill set is, right? I can hand out cereal and breakfast all day long, but until I share that I work in recruiting and I have interview experience, you would never know unless I go ahead and decide to share that with you. And so listeners, you know, we'll give you some links. We'll show you links to pin ministry here in the comments and we'll post them on our social media so that way you can get involved with pin if you want, if you're local, but it's as simple as a Google search probably to kind of look at, see, you know, where you can get involved and just making the phone call to say, Hey, I've got some hours. Like where can I start building a relationship with your people? So Thank you so much, Tony, for your perspective on homelessness, how you guys are doing amazing things in the community of Hampton Roads. And listeners, life is better with you in it, and life is better with you in it too, Tony. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.